Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So today, um, we're going to actually talk about, we're going to continue our series about the leadership of the Spirit. We're going to remember... what we shared last week, and which was about wisdom, the principal thing. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's trust him to lead us and guide us during this live sermon. Father God, we thank you. We, we approach your throne with boldness, and with, uh, thank you for your grace. Father, we thank you that it is because of your blood that we're able to approach, blood of Jesus, that we're able to approach your throne. And Father, I thank you, Father, for this time. You are our very own Father. And we thank you for fathering us. Thank you for being our father. The world calls you God, but we call you Father God. You are not just the maker to us. You are our personal maker. You made us naturally and you made us spiritually. And we recognize you and we look to you this morning. And we thank you for even your healing power right now flowing into our bodies. Thank you, Father, even now touching everybody. Everybody, everybody that is represented on the on this streaming, we speak life to the body. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. I speak to your lungs. Those who are struggling with breathing, I curse um, that the, the attack of the enemy on your lungs, and I command your lungs to be clear of COVID-19, coronavirus. I command your your lungs to be free from asthma. I command your lungs to be free from any attacks in Jesus' name. I just feel right now that there's someone who's watching that right now your lungs, prior to this, your lungs were being attacked. But I speak to your lungs in the name of Jesus and I command them to line up with the word of God. It's by the stripes of Jesus. You are healed. Be healed. Receive your healing into your body right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for this word as we share the word of God. I thank you for giving us a listening ear. I pray that we will develop this listening ear so that we can be faithful in obeying you. We thank you. We receive your blessings. We receive everything that you have for us today in Jesus' name. Father, grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. That, that they may know what's the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. Thank you, Father. I have granted to me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to dive right into this. Today, we're going to talk about developing a listening ear. Developing a listening ear. Like I said, we've been talking about wisdom and how that is one of the ways in which God leads us. He leads us through wisdom. And so last week I shared, I I actually challenged you and gave you homework to find at least 20 scriptures dealing with wisdom. So if you have your scriptures, just kind of wave at me. I don't see you, but wave, wave at the screen, (laughs) at the TV, the YouTube or the Facebook that you have your scriptures. And, and so the, the wisdom scriptures, I hope you've been praying and standing on that. And so today we're going to look at listening, developing a listening heart. And when I talk about listening heart, I'm not just talking about just hearing God's voice or, he, or recognizing the wisdom of God that comes to us, but I'm actually talking about um, heeding the word of God. See, 
God speaks to all of us. We've all can go back to a time and a place in which God has spoken to us or spoken to our spirits, or we have a knowing what to do next. So the main way in which God leads us is through his word. Um, he leads us through wisdom. He leads us through the inner witness. He leads us through guidance and, and the multitudes of, of counselors. He, there are a plethora of ways in which the Lord leads us. And so today I'm going to talk about developing a listening heart, a listening heart. That means to, to take heed, to hearken, to obey. So not just listening, but actually obeying what you hear. Because it's not the hearer that is blessed, according to James 1. It is the doer. And so it's one thing to hear from God, but it's another thing to act upon what you've heard. The same way with the Word of God. Make up in your mind whatever you see in the Word that you're going to obey it. You're going to act on it by faith. You're going to do it. Let's practice the Bible. It's one thing to read the Bible, to study the Bible, and even to hear great sermons from the Word of God. But, it, but then to actually obey it, that's where the blessing is. That's really where the struggle is, is to take what you know and to put it into practice. And so today we're going to talk about developing a listening heart, acting upon the word and the wisdom of God. Amen. And so um, let's look at some scriptures about the leadership of the spirit. Do you know that God wants to lead all of his children? God wants to lead you every single day of your life. I'm not saying that God's going to speak to you in an audible voice. You might get an audible voice once in your lifetime. And that is not the common way in which God leads us. He leads us first and foremost through the word of God. He leads us through the inner witness. And we'll get into the inner witness in the next couple of weeks. And he leads us through wisdom. And so today we're talking about developing a listening heart. So God wants to lead his children. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Job chapter 33. I remember as a kid, I used to go and I used to call it Job. I'm going to the book of Job. <laughs> um, Job chapter 33, and let's look at verses 12 through 18. Behold, in this you are not right, and I will answer you, for God is greater than man. What a profound scripture. God is greater than man. Why do you contend against him, saying he will, not, he will answer none of man's words? For God speaks in one way. And then two, through, um, though man does not perceive it. So we see here, it says God speaks in one way and even in two. And that yet man does not perceive it, recognize it. And then he goes on, he says, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men while they slumber on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and terrifies them with warnings. Um, the word terrifies in, in, in the Hebrew is, means seals. He seals them with warnings that he may turn man aside from his deed and conceal pride from a man. He keeps back his soul from the, um, from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. So we see that God is in the business of saving people. He's in the business of leading people. And so here, God speaks in a vision. He speaks in dreams. Now, we're not to base our entire life on dreams, right? There, there, sometimes God will speak to us in a dream. And from my experience, 
uh, sometimes the reason why God speaks in a dream is because when we're awake, we don't recognize his leadership. And so he has to sneak, if I can say sneak upon us, and speaks to, speak to us in a dream because he can't get our attention while we're awake. That's one of my reasons, one of the reasons I believe that God has to speak to people in dreams. That is not the highest type of leadership, but it is some type of leadership. So yes, God does lead and he does speak to people in dreams. Uh, but once again, I think that's a low form of God leading us in dreams because he can't get your attention while you're up. So he got to sneak and speak to you while you sleep. He said, let me give them a dream. Let me terrify them because they're not even listening or paying attention to the leadership of the spirit. There are times that he will speak to. I've had dreams and the Lord has spoken to me through dreams, but we're, we're not to base everything on dreams. All right. Don't go out. Every, some, some dreams is just, if you wake up and you don't know what that dream means and you, in a year later, two years later, three years later, you don't know, most likely it wasn't a dream from God because God is going to bring with you with that dream understanding. You should understand that dream. It's not like, oh, I'm going to hide it from you. I'm, a, I'm speaking to you in a dream, but then I'm going to put it in a, a lot of codes. And so don't, don't go around reading more into your dreams than you ought to, all right? Um, so let's take a look at a few scriptures. I'm just going to give you a couple today, and then we're going to jump right into 1 Kings. Let's go to Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. I have a lot of scriptures dealing with this, but I'm just going to probably touch two or three. Some, well, actually go to Psalm 32. 32, Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go, and I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So this is a, a scripture that I often quote and, and, and confess that God will guide me, he will instruct me and teach me in the way that we should go. So you should put that on your lips. Highlight that, write that down somewhere, confess it. Lord, you said in your word, Psalm 32 verse 8, that you instruct me and teach me in the way that I should go. There is a way that seems right unto men, but the end of that man is death. But I want you to seek the, the ways of God and the leadership of the Spirit. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. So God will lead us in the way that we should go. So there are some ways that you can't find in a book or in a sermon or a podcast or even get in counsel. You got to seek the wisdom of God and ask for his ways and the way that he's going to lead you. Now, there is the general leadership of the spirit through the word, through wisdom, through the inner witness. But then the way that he leads you, even perhaps how to lose weight, even perhaps how to get out of debt, even um, how, how to raise your children or your grandchildren, how to get married debt-free or, 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 or choosing a right spouse and so forth or choosing a right career and so forth. God will lead you in the way that you should go. So this scripture says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go and I will counsel you with my eye. That's good news. So his eye sees everything. So he's going to counsel us in the way that we should go. All right, let's go over to Psalm 48, Psalm 48, and let's look at verse 14. Psalm 48, verse 14. It says this, that, that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us forever. That means God is going to guide you forever. It is his will to guide you. It is not his will for you to be in the dark. 
If there's some areas in your life that there's darkness, you need to open your hearts up and you need to pay attention to the leadership of the spirit. I'm telling you, follow the leadership of the spirit. Nowhere are we told to seek the voice of God, but we are told to seek his guidance. So seek his guidance every day. Lord, I trust you to guide me today. Guide me how to do my job unto you. Guide me how to study for those who are in school. Guide me how to deal with my kids, deal with my singleness, deal with my spouse, deal with my money, deal with my body, deal with my mind, deal with my spirit. Teach me and guide me in the way that I should go. So here it says that God will guide, our God will guide us forever. He will guide you forever. My last scripture that I'm going to touch on from the, how God wants to lead us is Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And let's look at verses 5 through 8. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. It's a familiar scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How many know that you can't trust in yourself? You can't trust in others? Even if it's a good person, you can't trust in them completely. Don't put your trust in flesh. The arm of flesh will fail you every single time. Don't put your trust in your spouse or in your children or in your job or in your education. Put your trust in the Lord with all your heart. The scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Every fiber of your heart, trust in the Lord. It says, and do not lean to your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. In other words, it didn't say not to use your understanding or not to use your mind, but don't lean on it. Even as you're, you're about to purchase something, you do all the research, you, you write down the, the pros and the cons. What you know is what you know, but all that you know is not all there is to know. And so don't lean on your understanding. Don't lean on your research because the Holy Spirit knows the end of a thing at the beginning of a thing. So don't lean on your understanding. Use your understanding, but don't lean on it. And it says, and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will straighten your paths. How many need some pathways straightened? God promised to straighten our paths. He, he promised to direct our paths. So we need to trust in him with all our hearts. Don't lean to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him. Go throughout your house or your apartment or your room, acknowledging him. Lord, I acknowledge you today. I acknowledge your presence. Practice the presence of God. Begin to practice. Begin to become God inside minded. Think about that he's inside of you. Practice his presence. Acknowledge him throughout the day. Acknowledge him throughout the night. While you're on your bed, Lord, I acknowledge you. While you're at your job, and I just got, I just got for work. I've been working eight hours. Listen, I acknowledged him. I prayed in tongues. I prayed the word. I prayed for grace. I was getting tired. Things weren't acting right. I was, Lord, I need some grace. And Lord, by faith, I received this grace for strength. And one of my prayers, I actually pray is, and I, I'm telling you, it works every time. You, you want to? I'm gonna let you know a little secret. This prayer, especially if you're at a job that you know is not your dream job, this prayer I've been praying since I was a teenager, and this is the prayer. Oh no, no, I shouldn't tell you. No, I'm gonna tell you. Um, this is the prayer. Lord, make the time go by fast. <laughs> <laughs> I prayed that prayer so many times. I used to work at McDonald's when I was a teenager. I said, Lord, I, I hated McDonald's. Lord, let the time go by fast. 
And so even last night, I prayed at my job, Lord, let the time go by fast. Lord, I thank you. And it came three hours in, four hours in. Next thing I know, it was time to get off. Lord, let the time go by fast. That's a good prayer. I'm telling you, it works. Next thing you know, you blink and the time is over. And then there's times that you want to seize the moment and you want to take advantage of the time. So I said, Lord, don't let the time go by fast. <laughs> I'm not saying that he actually makes the time either go by fast or he slows up the time. What, I, what happens to me is there's some adjustments and I forget about the time. And next thing I know, the time is over. Or if I want to seize the moment, um, he seems to, it seems like he's stretching the time. So um, I'm not saying that he's doing, actually doing that. What I'm actually, my awareness of the time may, may go fast or may, may I enjoy every moment of it. Okay. Some of y'all do that with food. Oh, you know, you enjoy some food you're just eating just for health, right? And you might not necessarily like that food, right? And you're eating because it brings life. You know, maybe quinoa, right? Quinoa has um, 22 uh, amino acids. All, all 22 of them are in that quinoa. Some of y'all don't like quinoa, but it's good for you. Or vegetables, or maybe, maybe getting a smoothie. Uh, my wife makes smoothies for the whole family every single day. And so if we don't get the vegetables that we need, um, she usually got some kale in it. She got some coconut milk, some other stuff that I, I don't even know, maybe not even know how to pronounce, but it's good. It, it, it fills me up. It makes me strong. And, and of course, we take vitamins and we take minerals, those things that we need to be strong. I don't know why I got into that, but we're going to continue. All right. So we're talking about developing a listening ear. And so we see from the scripture, we got to trust in the Lord. Okay, so that said, go with me in your Bibles to 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 3, and there's 15 verses, and, and this is probably going to be my last passage before I let you go. All right, 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Everyone, if you've been around church a little bit and you've been reading the Bible, you're familiar with this. If you've been reading the Bible reading plan that we have, listen, contact us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org to get the Bible plan. That Bible plan is good. It's five days a week, and you can catch up on the weekends. Now, if you haven't been done, haven't been reading it, there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. So you can start tomorrow. Start tomorrow with the correct date and start reading it. All right. First, first Kings chapter three, verses one through 15. Here we go. Solomon made a marriage alliance with Pharaoh's king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had finished building his own house in the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. Notice this. I just thought it was kind of interesting, interested, interesting that he built his own house he also built the house of the Lord. I think some of us, we, we, we build our own houses and we forget about the house of the Lord. All right, let's, let's go. The people were sacrificing at the high places. However, because no house had yet been built in the name of the Lord, Solomon loved the Lord. I love this fact. It says Solomon loved the Lord. How many know we need to love the Lord? We need to love him. I'm thinking about Whitney Houston's song, I Love the Lord, who Richard Smallwood actually wrote. I love the Lord. We need to declare our love for the Lord. He loves to hear you say, I love you. So when you wake up in the morning, say, I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. That is one of the ways in which you can acknowledge him throughout the day. I love you, God. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. 
Go around declaring your love for the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David, his father. Notice this. He didn't only love the Lord with his words, but with his life. And Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so it's out of that love that we are in obedience. Only he sacrificed and made offerings at the high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. Solomon used, used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, let's stop there. So notice that he offered, he gave a sacrificial offering to the Lord, a thousand burnt offerings. I was trying to do some research and find out how much what that was. It was a significant amount of money in which he gave an offer up to the Lord. Listen, you can never beat God given. I was teaching Destin, my oldest son, the other day about tithes and offering. And I said, son, if you don't remember anything else, remember how it's important to always give God what is due him and also what give an offering on top of that. You want to give unto the Lord. And so I was teaching them about tithing. I say, if, if you get $10, how, how much is the tithe? Uh, if you give $20 and so forth. I said, that 10th percent belongs to the Lord. And then anything you give on top of that, you need to develop. And so for those who are parents or grandparents, begin to teach the next generation about giving and honoring the Lord. A thousand, he offered a thousand burnt offerings. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithful, faithfulness and in righteousness and uprightness of heart towards you. You have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in the place of David my father, although I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in, and your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted for multitudes. Give your servant, therefore, and notice what he's asking, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this, your great people? So he actually asking for one element, what um, translation says wisdom. So he's asking for wisdom, but in the Hebrew. I'm taking Hebrew, y'all. I'm learning how Hebrew. All right. Um, I'm actually taking a class Hebrew, and I'm, you know, I'm writing, I'm translating several passages from the Old Testament. Whew, it's a lot. But listen. He's actually praying in the Hebrew. He's actually praying for a listening heart. So not only is he asking for wisdom or discernment, but he's actually asking for a listening heart. And the type of listening he's asking for, a, a, a heart to hearken, a heart to obey. See, obedience is better than sacrifice. So you should obey. Obey what's on the inside of you. Obey, when I say obey what's inside of you, I'm talking about that which is godly, that God 
God-given ambition, that God-given desire, that God-given dream, that God-given business, that God-given ideals. Obey that which is from your spirit and not just from your mind. Obey that which is from your spirit and not just from your circumstances. Obey what God has spoken in his word and what he's revealed to you by his spirit. So he's saying, Lord, give me a listening heart. Let's continue. And it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this and God said to him, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind. How many know you need a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before or none like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. If you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream that he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered a burnt offering and peace offering and made a feast for all of his servants. It pleased the Lord. That he had, a, he was praying for wisdom. He was praying for discernment. He was praying for a listening heart. You want to get the heart of God? You want to get his attention? Pray for his will to be done in your life. Pray for his purposes to be done in your life. Pray, seek his kingdom. Seek his righteousness. This is the key to his heart. Seek to be obedient. Seek to go after his, after all he is. Seek to know him. David said it like this in Psalm 27, verse, I believe, verse 6 and 7. It says, one thing I have desired of the Lord that I may seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that I may behold his beauty. I'm telling you, there is something about seeking God for God, seeking to be obedient. And because Solomon prayed this, God turned around and gave him some riches and gave him some long life. I may know that that's, that's a whole lot better than if he was to seek those other things and then Lord, I said, no, nah, you're, 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 you're praying. Because you remember the scripture in James, it says, you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask to consume it on your own lusts. So you must challenge your motives. Why do you want that business? Why do you want that family or that husband or that wife or those kids? Why do you want that education or that degree? Why do you want that promotion? What is in your heart? What's your motive? And so instead of just seeking those, continue to seek those things, but above all, pray for a listening heart that you may be obedient to God. And so I want to talk about developing a listening heart listening heart. Proverbs 20 verse 27 says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The Lord is going to lead us through our spirit. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23, the apostle Paul pray, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you should seek to be led by your spirit. The spirit of God will lead you by your spirit. He's going to enlighten you 
by your spirit. Many a times when we're seeking the wisdom of God, seeking the guidance of God, we're looking for the external. We're looking for a sign. Don't ever pray. Listen to this. Don't ever pray for a sign. I said it. Don't pray for a sign. Don't try to fleece God. God, if you want me to do this, if you want me to have this job, may they offer me the job. Oh, Lord, if you want me to have this loan, may they pass this loan. That is a flesh rule prayer. That's called fleecing. And many of times, many of God's people will fleece God. They will put out a fleece. God, if you want me to marry this person, may they make my favorite dessert. You better watch out because the devil will accommodate you and answer that prayer. Lord, if you want me to go to Africa to live, let three, six red cars go by. I'm, so you're, you're, you're building, basing your whole future on red cars, something external. And the Bible says, Jesus said like this, for those who are seeking a sign, he says, a wicked and adulterous generation seek for a sign. Don't seek for signs. We're never to seek for a sign. Lord, may, give me a word from a prophet. So if you want me to do something, give me a word. Now, it's nothing wrong with asking God to give you a confirmation for what he's already spoken to you, but to seek a sign, to seek a prophetic word, to seek an audible voice. Be careful. There was one pastor's wife who, who heard Dr. Orr Roberts talk about hearing the audible voice of God. And so she went out and began to pray for voices, for God to speak to her in a voice. Guess what happened? The devil accommodated that prayer, answered that prayer, and she began to hear voices. And she ended up going into an uh, institute um, for people who are not mentally well. That, that's what happened to her. Don't seek for voices. Don't seek for prophetic words. Don't, don't, don't follow a prophet because they can prophesy. Because what you don't want to do is if that prophet is ever in the flesh or flowing out of a familiar spirit and give you a word that you were seeking after, oh, tell me about my future. When was, what's the last, what was the last thing you did with the word that God gave you? The Bible. <laughs> if you get in the word, you'll have a word for your life. Yeah, you'll have a word for your life. So don't seek, don't, don't, don't. Look at God like, like you do astrology, you know, seeking a sign. What's your sign? Don't look for those things. Instead, seek the guidance of the Lord. How's God going to lead you? He's going to lead you through his word. He's going to lead you by wisdom. He's going to lead you by the inner witness. And again, we'll talk about the inner witness perhaps next week or definitely the following weeks. All right. And so here Solomon was praying for a listening heart. He was praying for a listening heart. I, he gave a sacrificial gift, and it opened the heavens to him. Solomon, Solomon's gift moved him in a place to receive from God. I'm telling you, your tithes and your offering will move you in a place to receive from God. Sometimes when you're asking for direction or even provision, God will start speaking to you about sowing a seed. This is beyond your tithes and offering. He would start dealing with you. Hey, I need you to sow this. There's something about sowing on a word. You know, you, you get blessed real good. Blessing a man or a woman of God because they gave you a word. I'm telling you, sow on that and you'll reap a fuller blessing. 
All right. We'll talk about that another time. Even if you don't agree with that, don't throw that away because you can find that in Scripture. The Bible says in Galatians, it says, if I minister um, spiritual gifts to you, this is the Apostle Paul, then should I not receive a natural gift from you? So it is right for you to sow and to, to, to plant a seed into somebody's life that's blessed you, bless you spiritually. All right. We'll talk about that later. In that place, let's talk about developing. I got five keys to developing a listening heart. This is not an exhaustive list, but it's a starting list. Five keys to developing a listening heart. So go ahead and get your smartphone out. Go ahead and text it. I mean, put that in some notes or write it down. Five keys to developing a listening heart. Again, this is not the only keys, but these are the beginning keys. One, become aware of your spirit. Become aware that you are a spirit. Become aware of your spirit. Become more spirit conscious. What, what are you talking about, Pastor Dwayne? Spirit of the Lord? N not exactly. I'm talking about knowing that you are a spirit man. Rem a spirit, yeah, a spirit man. The scripture says in Proverbs 20, 27, the spirit of man is the candle or the light bulb of the Lord. So God is going to lead us and enlighten us through our spirit. And it starts with the understanding that you are a spirit being. Not that you have a spirit, you are a spirit. You are a spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. The real you is on the inside of you. When you and I die, guess what's going to go? Our spirit and our soul will either go to heaven or go to hell. That's the real you. The, the inner man the Bible talks about, or Peter talks about in King James, the hidden man, the hidden man of the heart. Ephesians chapter 3 talks about being strengthened in your inner man. You, The real you is not what you see on the outside. It's what's on the inside of you. So when you and I got born again, the part of us that got born again was not our body. We will get new bodies at the coming of the Lord, was not our soul. As you renew your mind, your soul is being saved, but it was your spirit man. It says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation in, and old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. It's your inner man, your spirit man, the part of you that is made in the image and likeness of God. I'm putting my hand on my stomach, on the inside of me. That's where tongues come from. That's where the leadership of the spirit comes from, from that inner man. When you become more aware of your inner man or your spirit man, then you will become more conscious of the guidance of God, the leadership of God. How do I know as a pastor, how do I know what to preach every week? I'm giving you my little secret, if I can say that. It's I, am, I follow what's on the inside of me. I become aware. I pray in tongues. I pray in English, and I I worship God, and I look on the inside of me. So I am aware of the fact that I'm a spirit man. All right, a spirit. Number two, pay attention to your spirit. That goes hand in hand with the first key. Pay attention to it. That means check on on the inside on you. On these the, all these five keys go hand in hand. They they overlap. So pay attention to your spirit. What is your spirit saying to you? Sometimes, the, the, let me tell you this, the voice of your spirit, the human spirit, is your conscience. The voice of your spirit is your conscience. So it's very important that you keep your conscience clear 
and that you don't lie and you don't steal or you don't override your conscience. And we'll deal with that a little bit more as we talk about the inner witness. So pay attention to your spirit. Don't let your conscience, if something bothers you, if your boss asks you to do something or your spouse asks you to do something or you ask yourself to do something that violates your conscience, don't do it. It's not worth violating your conscience. Your conscience will always lead you. Your conscience is a safe place if you're born again and if you feed yourself the word of God. Now, if you feed yourself the things of the world, your conscience become diluted and, and it's not a safe guide. But if you are in fellowship with God, your conscience will be clear. All right, let's continue. Number three, feed your spirit daily. We're talking about developing a listening ear. Feed your spirit daily. So reading the Bible, listen to this, does nothing for God. Reading the Bible does nothing for God. It does something for you. So I can tell you, you know, we don't have a, a system like this at the church we can say, oh, those who are faithful reading the Bible, I'm going to give you $1,000. I bet you people will be like, oh, yes, praise the Lord. But there's something better than $1,000. I'm talking about the key to get you a million dollars, the key to get you out of debt, the key to help you to live a long life. So feed your spirit. The Bible says, Jesus said, my words are life and they are spirit. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. And so when you read the Bible, reading in faith, knowing that it's feeding your spirit, man. Feed your spirit, man. Feed it with the word of God. All right? So reading the Bible is not for God's sake. It's for your sake. Praying is not for God's sake. It's for your sake. Praising and worshiping God is not for God's sake. It's for your sake. Praying in other tongues is not for God's sake. It's for your sake. You're doing it for you. So pray in tongues, pray in English, or pray in your native tongue. Read the Bible, praise and worship, and pray. I'm telling you, that is for your sake. So one is become aware of your spirit. Two is pay attention to your spirit. Three is to feed your spirit daily. Feed your spirit daily. Number four, constantly, constantly look within your spirit. In other words, check your spirit. When you're in prayer or when you read the word throughout the day, check on the inside of you. Your spirit will tell you when a person is lying to you. Just check on the inside of you. I'll never forget this. We had uh, my cousin living with us uh, for a, a, a semester or two. And then we had another kid from our, the youth ministry, my wife and I, who was staying with us for about three weeks. And they was doing something they had no business doing, and they were sitting across from the um, from my wife and I. And as they they're talking, <laughs> out of my mouth said liars, just real loud. My wife was like, "Whoa!" Come to find out, they they were lying. Your spirit will tell you when a person is lying to you. Check on the inside of you as they're talking. Hmm. Uh, when you're dealing with other people and businesses, check on the inside of you. Learn to constantly look inward for the leadership of the Spirit of God through your spirit. Check on the inside of you. Last but not least, obey your spirit. So become aware of your spirit, pay attention to your spirit, feed your spirit, constantly look within your spirit, and number five, obey your spirit. So when your spirit tells you to get up and pray, 
Get up and pray. Your spirit tells you to go and, and read that book or go. I mean, your spirit will lead you. And God is going to lead us through our spirit, man. So learn to feed your spirit, man. Learn to look to your spirit, to pay attention, become aware of your spirit, and learn to obey your spirit. And I'll throw in a sixth key. The sixth key is to pray in the spirit. So when I pray in tongues, my spirit is doing the praying. All right? And so I got a couple things before I let you go. Praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. If you pray, if you pray in tongues, where tongues come from, the Bible says out of your belly or out of your spirit flows ri rivers of living water. So tongues come down from your spirit, man. It supersedes my mind, goes from my spirit to my mouth. And you can be, you can pray in the spirit by praying in your native tongue by connecting your tongue to your spirit. There are times that the spirit of God will lead you to pray what we call prophetic prayers. That's the spirit praying in the, your native tongue, what the spirit of God wants to pray through you. And so um, wherever, where, where tongues come from, guess what? That's the voice of God. That's the inner witness. That's the wisdom of God. From that same space, that same space where tongues come from, it's where the wisdom of God comes from. It's, it's where the guidance of God comes from. Right there, in that, that same space. Now, if you don't speak in tongues and you have no desire to speak in tongues, um, if you'll just pay attention, you'll know that tongues is for today. You'll know whether or not tongues is for you. If you'll just check on the inside of you, as you hear people talk about it, on the inside of you know that that's right. Sometimes when you're hearing something that's foreign to your understanding, you'll know whether or not it's right or not based on the inside of you. So I hope you got something. That is the beginning. We'll do a part two next week. L developing a listening ear or listening heart is, is, is feeding your spirit, man, daily. Um, becoming aware of your spirit, paying attention, um, obeying your spirit, praying in the spirit, and constantly looking on the inside of you. Get, let me give you an example. So when I meet someone and I hear them talking on the inside, I just check on the inside of them while, while they're talking to me. On the inside, I'm just looking, Lord, I'll pray a simple prayer. Lord, what, what is this person all about? Do they really mean that? You know, that, that's where wisdom comes from. Um, some, I'll never forget this. I was, praying, I was about to pray for a young man, and um, he has some real issues. And as I was about to lay my hands on him and pray for him, I, I, on the inside of me, the Spirit of God says, don't pray for him. He has some devils. And I was about to cast the devil out of him. Those devils. And the Spirit of God says, don't, don't do that because he doesn't want to be free. The Spirit of God will lead you and guide you. He'll let you know when someone's lying, somebody who means, means harm to you. Spirit of God will lead you by your spirit. Learn to pay attention. I'm telling you, pay attention to that spirit, man. The Lord will lead you. You'll get wisdom. You'll get direction. How do I know which sermon to preach? On the inside of me. How do I know which house to buy? On the inside of me. And some, the way that peace happens, peace doesn't always hit your mind, but it'll hit your heart, the direction that you should go. Yeah, that's the way I should go. Yeah, yeah. On the inside of you, God's going to speak to you. Learning to live from the inside out. 
As Christians, that's our advantage. We live from the inside out. The Lord will give you inside information about what's happening, what's happening in your family, what's happening on your, on your job. I'll never forget this uh, uh, associate of mine. We were um, at a church together, and we were members of this church, and they were talking to somebody, and on his side of them says, go and find your son right now. It was in a church, and guess what was happening? His son was about to be molested, and on the inside of him, he moved quickly and stopped it from happening. Your spirit will stop you from accidents, help you prevent you from accident. When you're driving home, don't just get in the routine of always driving the same direction. Your spirit says, go, go this direction. And you might say, oh, what, what's that have to do? Nothing happened. Thank God nothing happened. The Holy Spirit, by your spirit, through your spirit, led you away from some accident. He'll lead you to the best sales. He'll lead you to, he'll, he'll tell you when you want to, listen, listen to this. When you go to buy something on the inside of you, he says, just wait, just wait, wait. Don't do it now. Sometimes he'll tell you to invest. Sometimes he tells you not to invest. Sometimes when your mind says, this is the way to go, your spirit says, nah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't take that. Don't, don't. I mean, let's learn how to pay attention to that. And I'm telling you, you'll have testimonies. You have testimonies days to come. Let me pray for you along those lines. Father God, I thank you for your people. I pray that you'll develop that each one of your um, men and women, boys and girls, will learn how to develop a listening heart. May they learn to obey that which you've placed on the inside of them. In Jesus' name, amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.